Welcome to the 10th episode of View from the Black Cab, the Apprentice podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is my fellow Brit, who is surrounded by booze in his daily life, Anthony Williams. Hey, good evening. I've been uh, sampling like a good one. I'm as researched as a newt. There's a very good reason that for 12 years we've never seen a booze-themed task in The Apprentice. Yeah, I think it could be another 12 before we see another one. This was a recipe for disaster, and it lived up to everything. It was all that we expected and more, I think, of a booze-related task. And it wasn't even Jessica. I wanted desperately to see what Jessica would have been like drunk, but no, we didn't get that. No, no. Turns out Jessica Spitz doesn't swallow. According to Courtney. So previously, the final eight went virtual as they were asked to make virtual reality games and a brand to go with them. After he and Courtney swapped teams, Sofiane and Trishna stepped up as project managers, but a mistake in putting Alana and Dylan on branding saw Titans sink. Courtney and Jessica flirted, and Trishna exploded, but her judgement was proven wrong as Nebulous thrashed Titans. Grania floundered, but Dylan and Sofiane were both made to walk the plank in the final double firing of the series. And you know what? Don't miss them one bit. Didn't think, oh, this, do you know what this task needs? Needs Sofiane to be... No, it doesn't. No, we're fine. But Dylan showed infinitely more personality in his You're Fired than actually on the show. Like, had we known he and Jessica were very good friends, it might have brought him up in my estimations. Yeah, I, I do think that was a shame. We didn't get to see more of them playing together, but oh well, never mind. And the teams get a half-five wake-up call, and it's taken by Grania, and they are summoned to the old naval college in Greenwich. Yeah, and Grania can work the phone, so she'd probably get the job every week now. Maybe that is what saved her this week, the fact that she actually knows how to use an Amstrad product. Yeah, I think she would have gone, but she could answer the phone, and I think we've already seen none of the others can manage it, so there we go. And we get another scene of Courtney gloating about his record, which definitely won't come back to bite him next week. Oh, no, no, no. If you, if you want to be on the winning side, you need to be with Courtney, because he's a winner. He's going all the way to the end, definitely. I cannot wait to see him get taken down by Claude. Yeah, and it's definitely going to be Claude that does it. I think he's he's dying to get in there. I don't remember them showing anyone getting a lambasting last year, which means that the year before where it was Solomon's um, shit show with Claude, it means we're going to get a Solomon again with Courtney, which is going to be wonderful. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think uh, Claude was warming up this week anyway. Courtney is incredibly boring. I hope and pray that Claude actually tells him he's incredibly boring next week. I suspect he's going to, to be fair. Courtney, you're incredibly boring. You need to show some personality. If only he had some to show. And the tenuous link that the old Naval College has is that the Navy used to make and sell gin, which leads into the task, which is to make and sell gin and create a brand and a cocktail to go with it. And they've got to pitch it to three potential retailers. The team with the most orders wins, and in the losing team, one person's getting fired. And just to add to our confusion, there is a team switch, so Alana moves to Nebulous, and Francis and Trishna move to Titans. You were right, it was a bit of two from the top and any three from the bottom kind of switch up this week. Very confusing. I think I got a handle on it. And this does now mean that only three people, I think, this series have not been a member of Nebulous at some point. Mm, and all that combined brain power has really helped them this year, hasn't it? They're not as losing as they were. Mix it up enough, eventually they're going to win, aren't they? 
given that they've won three of the last four tasks, that really doesn't bode well for them, given that they lost the first six. And Alana and Courtney both want to lead Nebulous, which leaves Jessica with the casting vote, and obviously she goes for her fuck buddy. How many times are we going to see Alana make a perfectly sensible suggestion only for everybody to just go, nah, we're not going to do that. But as much as I hate to say it, Alana was the right person to make the drink. She was. She could have also been PM. She could have done both. Somebody was going to have to do it. She did. Yeah, she was good with the ingredients. Um, She knows her stuff. Yeah, but someone's got to not choose to leave Courtney and Jessica alone together. Yeah, there's not many combinations that would have worked, really, as though she couldn't have taken one of them with them. um, Can you imagine Courtney on his own doing the branding? (laughs) They were doing the branding on the chair, on the floor, on the towel by the door, in the club, in the car, up against the mini bar. Branding all night long, they were. And Alana's pitch is basically, I'm surrounded by booze in my daily life, so I should be in. Yeah, sensible solution, whereas Courtney's is, I'm a really exciting, charismatic guy. I'm the only brander in my team. I get products and I make them sell to shops and things. I don't specialise in pitching, though. I wonder how he actually does manage to get these products to market, because presumably that would involve talking to someone at some stage. I'm assuming he communicates only by email. You must do. Because my voice does not give people the right impression. No, he's he's like David Beckham, only on downers. And obviously out of that team, it's going to be Grania who PMs because Irish. But her official excuse is because she's tried a lot of gin. Yeah, I I reckon by the end of the episode, she certainly can make that claim. (laughs) So could Trishna. I got the feeling Trishna's not, not put that much gin away for a long time and probably won't again. I do like that Grania in the vodka was just like... I've not had gin in in years. I went a bit overboard. And I think the banner this week is probably going to be Alana's pissed off face. There was a a good selection of pissed off faces this week. But um, yeah, I I think Alana edges it uh, because she's probably most justified in being really annoyed. Alana was just livid and it was wonderful. And yet again, she's so right. Every time she gets annoyed, it's because, yep, they're being stupid. Do you still think that Alana's winning? Yep, more so after this episode. It's definitely going to be Alana or Jessica. Yeah, and the the reason I say that is if you look at the interplay between Alana and Jessica, Alana gets the upper hand every time this week, and it just feels like we're just setting it up now. But I'm happy to be wrong. In fact, I'll be delighted if I'm wrong. But yeah, just just get that feeling now. We're, We're seeing... Oh my word, Alana's really smart. Alana knows what she's doing. She's really clever. Actually, now she can talk down the other members of her team and get a little bit of respect. And we're just edging towards, gradually edging towards. Yep, I understand why she won. When they're the final two next week, I think it will be the best final two of any reality show ever. Yeah, I think it could well be. I think it's going to be a really good one. And I think it's all going to come down to team selection and basically how they perform the the pitching bit and that is going to be fascinating because jessica's great in one way and i think alana could be fantastic in a different way and uh nebulous decides to go for a fruity gin and titans go for spiced which i as a teetotaler i associate more with rum yeah i would say so yeah spiced rum's quite quite well known i've not come across spiced gins i'm sure they they do exist 
the fruity gin seemed like a, a nice solution, and um, raspberry and pink pepper sounds pretty cool to me. That sounded like a, a good mix. And Francis, for some reason, comes up with a long-winded backstory for their gin, which is basically they stole it off minorities. Why do you need all that rubbish? Nobody cares. No one cares about why it's called this and all that. Does it taste good? Does it look good on the shelf? Will it sell? That's it. That's all you need to worry about. And uh, Titans also go for an orange label, which hints at an orange gin, which isn't the weirdest thing that anyone has ever suggested for the Titans team this week. Despite the advice to the contrary, you don't colour gin. It's kind of well known for being a clear spirit. I admire their inventiveness, but they were wrong. And also, it's sea-themed again. It's the legacy of Dylan. We might as well call them Neptune. And Alana proves herself very good at creating the gin, despite the distiller's hesitance towards her uh, her formula. Yeah, she seemed to know what she was doing. Um, as Claude pointed out, nice methodical uh, way of doing it. It seemed a bit of a shame that she went to all that trouble and seemed to really get it right. And then when it was scaled up to the bigger batch, I don't think the flavours came through. Alana is my MVP this week. Oh yeah, great episode for Alana this week. Almost didn't put a foot wrong. Apart from they couldn't taste the raspberry. And Grania specifically asked for a kick. Which, to be fair, some candidates this year have deserved. Yeah, she she wouldn't have been top of the list of people I'd like to give a good kick to, but, you know, why not? Each to their own. Join the queue. And did you notice the subtle sponsorship by Vodafone this week? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the Vodafone voicemail service. Yeah, just a tad. If it wasn't on the BBC, it would have been very, very, very unsubtle. They don't have to have a P on the screen just to warn you that it was product placement. Yeah, I didn't really see the need for that, to be honest. 19 missed calls, though. I know. 19. All because they were getting too pissed. I've had a really interesting experience in this distillery. There's a lot of alcohol consumed. I think I just need sleep now. 19 missed calls. It was an interesting experience. There's another phrase that we can use. Not only... uh, not only can you be off key, you can also have an interesting experience. I like that. It was great euphemisms for being hammered came out of this week's apprentice. Podcasting with you is an interesting experience. I just need some sleep now. And Nebulous decide to choose between Gin with two eyes, don't drink alone, and Gin X, sponsored by Radio X. It's a good job Courtney's is an expert in branding, right? You need to distinguish the kind of gin that you drink with friends from the kind of gin that you sit alone, what, on a park bench, probably in a brown paper bag, that kind of gin. I think that the sort of alcohol you have out, out of a brown paper bag is probably more likely to be whiskey, isn't it? Vodka, whiskey, paraffin. I'm surprised you're not the voice of experience. Maybe I am, I'm just keeping it well under wraps, like a bottle of cheap punk. And Alana decides to add more raspberry, despite the distiller not knowing what will happen to it. Which I did think was a bit of a surprise, actually. You'd have thought they'd have mixed around with all sorts of ingredients at the time, but I suppose yeah, gin is quite traditional, really. You don't get a lot of flavoured gins. I'm assuming that they had to do something creative with it rather than just have gin generally. Yeah, they, they, it must have been part of the brief that they had to give it a little bit of an edge because they had all the botanicals and the spice and all the different flavors didn't they so it was part part of the task was getting an interesting recipe and did you notice how ironic it was that titan's gin was basically naval themed and yet their designer was dressed as a soldier 
<laughs> Interesting outfit. I, it was only when I came to writing my notes also that I noticed that when I got lazy and couldn't be bothered to write people's names properly that I kept putting G&T for Granier and Trishna. Thought, oh, G&T on a gin task. How interesting. Hmm. And they also have to create a cocktail which, you know, gets Granier and Trishna even more wasted. They had a good old time in that distillery. And Courtney wants to do a Trishna and dye their gin pink, but thankfully the voices of reason that is our hopeful final two, Alana and Jessica, managed to talk him out of it, slash overrule him. They did. And again, it just mounts up the evidence that they're the smart ones. Well, to be fair, I think this is the most obvious interview episode ever coming up. I think they'd have to do an awful lot to blindside us at this stage, wouldn't they? Yeah. They've portrayed the other three as being some of the worst candidates ever and given Alana and Jessica basically hero edits. Now, wouldn't it be fun if next week they crash and burn? No, no, it wouldn't. Oh, it would. I'd, I'd live with it. We'd only miss out on one episode. It'll be fine. They'll be back anyway. Because if, if nothing else, that would probably lead to a, I don't know, a Courtney Gronya final too? <laughs> which which would just be hilarious because I'd basically just spend an hour with you going, what the hell? What? How could they be in the final? That's not right. What's going on? We would actually have to cancel our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, due to unforeseen, unforeseen editing circumstances, we cannot bring you this week's podcast because Michael is having a strop because his, his favourites didn't make it to the final. Due to unforeseen what the actual... Yeah, let's be honest. The other three are getting booted next week. We are definitely going to see Alana versus Jessica in the final. I would hope and pray that that is going to happen. <laughs> well, we'll soon find out. I'm slightly hesitant to say it's definitely going to happen because I've been horribly disappointed before. I mean, last year especially, after Joseph's awful, awful performance in the interviews and awful, awful general manner. I also like that um, when Francis is trying to get a hold of Gronje and Trishna, it just says Titans PM team. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. They've not put much effort in, have they? Just Titans team. Not even bothered changing the voicemail. Mind you, they'd have had to change the voicemail several times, wouldn't they? Because whoever they picked would get switched to the other team the next week, probably. Yeah. Well, in this series, yeah, because everyone had to be swapped onto Nebulous at some point. And if they can't even answer the phone in the house, they're never going to be able to record voicemail, are they? Let's be honest. And Frances's quest to get the ingredient list ends with her just changing the label to say, enhanced with exotic spices. Yeah, because that's perfectly fine and, and I'm sure completely legal. You just gin with stuff. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares. I did wince when she had to do that because I know she didn't really have a choice. But... There are certain rules around booze. There are quite strict rules around booze, and yeah, listing what's in it would be one of them. Uh, but it's not real, Michael. It's only it's only a pretend show. You mean these people are just actors? That explains so much. <laughs> well, we know Sofian was, so let's just assume they all are. It's all made up. I mean, it, it does explain how they managed to find someone so dull to play Courtney that he obviously isn't a real person. It just makes you wonder who didn't get cast. I would love to know what the brief they had was, though. Casting agency, we need someone 
really, really boring. I mean, really. Like, take the most boring person you can think of and then make them more boring. And just to add on to Gronya and Trishna's inevitable hangover, they have to wake up at 7 o'clock for a delivery of more gin. More gin, hooray. Trishna really looks up for it the following morning. (laughs) Yeah, well done. Yeah, you did a great job. Yeah, fantastic. Can I go back to bed now? It was the start of the downfall of Trishna when she just looked hungover and really pissed off. It was funny, though. I kind of like hungover Trishna. She's funny. Anyone hungover is basically awesome. Especially when they've got to carry on doing stuff that involves gin. I do wish they would have put um, Jessica in a drunk team of some description, though. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame she was all sensible. I know. Uh, And the nebulous gin doesn't taste or smell like raspberry, which really doesn't help. And as I say, such a shame, because I think it should have done. Um, and I am guessing the, the little sample that she did, she tasted before she made the big batch probably tasted perfect. But that's what happens sometimes when you're messing around with the recipes. Really unfortunate. It was a well-thought-out idea. And Colony Gin looks awful. It, do you know what it looked like to me? It was like a massive bottle of really cheap aftershave. It looked like the sort of bottle of piss that would have got thrown at Daphne and Celeste at Reading Festival in 2000. Yeah, that kind of thing. All, all the bottles of piss that got thrown at uh, Macaulay Culkin when he performed with his uh, tribute to the Velvet Underground, Pizza Underground, whereby they performed Velvet Underground songs with the lyrics changed to being about pizza at Rock City. And that is true. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what he does now. Macaulay Culkin has a band called Pizza Underground and they perform Velvet Underground songs with the lyrics changed so they're all about pizza. You really couldn't make that up, could you? No, you really couldn't. Yep, they played Rock City and he got bottled off as well. Yeah, I was having a a rather long discussion about um, Daphne and Celeste getting bottled earlier. Ooh, sticky. Young mama too. And your daddy. And Courtney ends up flip-flopping on whether Alana or Jessica should be the one to do the market research. Because obviously... It's not a good idea to put both of them on the pitch where they're talented, but he's got to go instead. Of course, but it, it, he's in a no-win situation, isn't he? Because he either goes and pitches and he's terrible at that, or he tries to talk to the public, and that doesn't bear thinking about either. But the market research really didn't actually make that much of a difference that we know of. No, nobody seemed, nobody seemed to really care about it, did they? We've seen that in the past where they've been really hung up on what the public said, but... I'm not sure, really, there was much relevance to it. You know, it's a product. Does it look good? Does it taste good? Can you see it selling? It's it's not like it's a brand new product that nobody's ever seen before. It's a bottle of gin. It also really doesn't help that it's about 10 in the morning and they are trying to ply the British public with gin. Yeah, they were in the wrong place. They should have been in the park. And they finally realised that Colony has a kind of negative connotation. Just a little bit, especially when you stick a whacking great map of Africa right in the middle of the label. Even if you do try and pretend it's India, which actually doesn't really improve things, to be honest. But, yeah, map of Africa called Colony. It's got a few connotations there. So, the first pitch is in exotic Watford and is for a drinks company called Majestic. Ooh, Majestic Wines, very well known. I have no idea who they are. Well, you wouldn't because you don't drink. But they're a, they're a big high street wine merchants. True, but I know bargain booze, for example. Yeah, they're like that, but less bargain. Just as much booze, though. 
And Nebulous have a really awkward setup, which is entirely down to Courtney being useless at everything. You can't even put up an easel. And again, it's only subtle, but what do we see happen? Lana just goes, why don't I just put this here? And solves the issue. Alana would be a great winner. Jessica would be an even better winner. Yep, agreed. I certainly wouldn't poo-poo an Alana win, because Alana winning would be one of the best Apprentice wins ever. Jessica winning would be one of the best reality TV winnings ever. Yep, but either way, there's one thing we know for sure. Who runs the world? Girls. Who runs the world? Girls. In this season, there is no doubt about that whatsoever. Well, given that it's four out of five. And it was five out of six. Even better. Uh, and Courtney really can't pitch. Slash is incredibly boring. Uh, he's just awful, awful, awful. Um, as we're creating a new product, uh, which is fruit flavored, or sorry, fruit, inf- fruit infused, I should say, uh, we felt that it would be a younger market that would be more acceptable to trying a new product um, out there. And this is the only pitch they didn't get anything from. I wonder why. Probably because Jessica wasn't there. You know who'd like this gin? Me dad. Me dad loves it. He has a glass of gin and a cigar. And I still get change from a fiver. And um, he and Jessica have a little lover's tiff about the uh, the market research. A little bit of friction and she basically calls him rubbish. But she does say, I've worked with him before and he was brilliant. Is there a secret scene somewhere we haven't seen? And uh, Francis proves to be a very good pitcher. Yeah, she was um, quite effective, very confident, knew her stuff. Um, she, I think overall she had a pretty good week, given that she was fairly hamstrung by having two piss ads on her team and not being able to get in touch with them. If there were going to be three in the final, she'd be the third. We know there isn't, so she must go out next week, but I think it'll be a close-run thing with her. Yeah, she's going to be the third placer. She's going to be the Francis with regret, you fight. Yeah, that's exactly the phrase he's going to use. Because it'll be a disappointing boot, but you lost eight of the ten tasks. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to have to play the, uh, I need to pick a winner for my team, and a winner you ain't, Francis, you're fired. Jessica's won half of the tasks, somehow. In fact, Titan's never lost with her on. <laughs> that's quite astounding, isn't it? Well, her and Grania are the only two losing PMs left as well. Yeah, yeah you're right. Cody is plus eight. Plus eight. He's never dropped into the negatives. Yeah, that is astounding that Courtney has won twice as a PM. And Trishna crashes and clangs while Francis is trying to pitch, which is a really quite awkward scene. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. She was just off her face. I, I was waiting for a little voice going, Have you got a bucket? Because <laughs> I thought that's what she was doing at first. Like, oh my God. She's going to throw up. The irony of someone hungover crashing and clanging when that is literally what their head does not want them to do. Oh no, bless her. She she was having an off day. Tristan seems to be a little bit off key today. And Titans tell Majestic that the orange colour is natural. Funny definition of the word natural there, guys. Yeah, very interesting definition of the word natural. And um, Karen sees straight through it. It was a complete lie was a complete lie it was food coloring for god's sake what she should have said was that was bullshit bullshit you would have had to put a hell of a lot of orange peel into a bottle that size to make it go that color i'm not quite sure it's even possible it would stink of orange if nothing else i suppose stinking of orange would be better than stinking of what it looked like it would stink of 
And at the second pitch, Tesco Gary makes his glorious return. He thinks he's on a renewed contract. I think he actually did come crawling back to Tesco after slightly slagging them off last year. And then we get the awkward, awkward voiceover joke. Did you notice it? Uh, There was a few. Which one? The voiceover uh, saying, time to fix the pitch. And Jessica walks in and says, I think you two are both idiots. Jessica on subtle mode. Certainly one way to fix the pitch, Jessica. Just shut up. Let me do it. I think you're both stupid. I'm sorry you think that, Jess. Can we have sex now? But it's pronounced sex with three E's. Because you don't do it alone. I mean, I know I do normally, but this time, it's like with a real girl and everything. I love how you were just setting me up for the uh, you don't do it alone joke. I'll put them up, you knock them down. And I just simply have one note about this pitch, and that is Courtney is ludicrously bad. I've run out of things to say about how bad Courtney is at pitching, yet still, somehow, he's still pitching. Why is nobody seeing this? How How is he doing it? Why is nobody saying, look, for the love of God, Courtney, don't pitch. You're dreadful. Just do something else. It's such a shame that I am not around for the interviews episode live, because it's going to be brutal. I cannot wait. And Courtney also interrupts Jessica when she talks about market research because you can't talk about bad market research in a pitch, apparently. Apparently not. You know, you can only say everybody loved it. It was perfect. We didn't learn anything from doing it because what was the point then? It was a gigantic waste of time. Yeah, we, we did market research. It told us what we already knew. Yeah, that doesn't make you look arrogant at all. What what about, we did some market research, and we think we can make this product even better. What do you think? No, don't do that. It's almost like you're an expert, Ant. It's almost like I work for a company that sells products, eh? Hashtag waffle off. So, how do you think that went, guys? It was a bloody waffle off. The waffle off does sound like a BBC Christmas special of some description. The bloody waffle off, yeah. Voiced, I'm going to guess voiced by Robbie Coltrane. You're the waffle off, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. And a thumping good one, too, I'll wager. And uh, Grandia is still too hungover to be able to say the word juniper. Well, at the minute, you've got your juniper, your juniper, juniper, sorry. It could have been worse, because at least juniper does sound like an actual word. I, I, I keep forgetting. I don't want it. I want it to be, but I think of it. No idea what that one was all about. I think that one should just be saved as generic Irish noise. I've I've got it listed on the um, sound as gibberish. Irish gibberish. Or gibberish. <laughs> gibberish. Very good. I'm quick today even when I'm not feeling well. And Francis's A star in Geography GCSE, which got mentioned earlier in the episode, comes back to bite her as she got the map slightly wrong. I love that. I love that she dropped that in early and you don't think anything of it. And then suddenly they're like, so where is this on the map? Yeah, it's India. Sorry, it's where? It's India. Mm, Looks like Africa to me. No, 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 it's India. She got generally the right shape, but she thought it was a bit too zoomed in. And then she kind of conceded that it might be Africa and thought that that meant India was somewhere near the top. Oh, it's just getting worse. And Francis also tells... Tesco that they'll get rid of the food coloring if you want. To which Trisha says, no, no, we won't, because that's what our brand is. Even at that late stage, Trisha's still standing behind the piss-coloured gin we'll sell. Don't bicker in a pitch and don't contradict each other in a pitch. 
No, if someone says something, just go along with it and talk about it afterwards. You know, once she said, we can take the colour out, you've got to go with it. You've got to say, yeah, of course we will. If you place a big enough order, of course we'll recolour it for you. But no, Trishna's, no, I wanted orange gin. And Gronya was basically useless in that pitch. Consuming that amount of gin, she is basically useless for the whole task from that point onwards, really. And then we move to the third and final pitch for each team, which is Barworks. And the best pitch opening of the entire series, I think, it goes to Jessica for her as three friends. To which the correct response is, actually, Jessica, it's not three friends. It's two friends with benefits. Who knows by this stage? Maybe it is three friends. Are you implying that Alada is involved in uh, Jessica and Courtney's sordid relationship? No, I have far too much respect for Alana to suggest that. I, no, I, I withdraw that statement, Your Honour. Especially with Alana being an erotic baker. Maybe she doesn't need to get personally involved, she just provides bakeware. And the best visual of the entire episode, and actually if I hadn't used him in so many banners this series already, it probably would be the banner, is Claude drinking a cocktail. Because I don't think Claude has ever drunk a cocktail before. Not your classic cocktail drinker, is he? Is our Claude. But uh, he's willing to give things a go. Good on him. I think he would be an apple teeny man. I think he's more of a whiskey mac kind of guy. Classic. As opposed to Courtney and Jessica, who are a sex on the beach kind of uh, kind of candidate. Or a sex in the counter candidate. Or a sex in the pool. Sex in the boardroom. And... Shugsy does clarify in the boardroom that food colouring is not natural. No, you can't really call it. Even if it's natural food colouring, that's not what they meant. They meant, is it a naturally occurring colour? Not, did you use an ingredient that has natural stuff in it? It's a very different thing altogether. I mean, had Nebulas tried, tried that, Courtney would have been like, yeah, I just pissed in a bottle. It made it that beautiful orange colour. You guys didn't provide me with matte water. I call it peace. And uh, Colony were apparently being useless, uh, unique for unique's sake. Yeah, which is an interesting thing, isn't it? You've asked, asked them to be innovative and then they get criticised for trying to innovate. Yeah, unique is a weird way to put it because I would have put it as piss-coloured. Basically, gin is boring. Be more boring. Had they marketed it as Colony, piss-coloured gin for the piss aficionados. For the full-on piss ad. See, that's more like it. I'm proud of you now. So, ironically, uh, Titans weren't being very transparent with their ingredients, mainly through to the fact that Gronya and Trishna were pissheads. Sure were. G&T lived up to their names. And Titan's spit bucket, which from this point onwards I will call Jessica, was empty. Yeah, they had a few. Can I get a colony spice, please? Make that too. <laughs> Make that too. A colony spice. That really is quite insensitive. And um, Barworks didn't like the name or the colour, so basically they didn't like the entire gin. They hated it, didn't they? They really slated it. I don't think there was anything. Oh, they said the flavour was okay, but no. Not not a fan of the name, the colour, the thought process, the map, the people. Not interested. And they try and convince us that there's even a chance of Nebulous losing with the, the small issue of the label being blue instead of pink. Yeah, that's about as much as they can give us, really, isn't it? And they, they really over-egg it. So it ends up that Titans get an order of £5,280, or 240 units, from Majestic, and Nebulas get nothing. 
but then now we'll score it back with a an offer of 1200 units or 20,400 pounds from Tesco and nothing for Titans which brings it down to Barworks who buy 3000 bottles from Nebulous 51 grand winning them the task cuz they buy nothing off Titans that is a big old order yet again whichever team wins wins by a country mile also final 5 final 5 final 5 yeah, how great was Alana at that? Alana, the Tony Vlachos of the season. I want to see them winning tasks and giving it the full in your face. Go for it. Show a bit of emotion instead of just sitting there with your smug faces like they normally do. But um, much to Alana's disgust, they win a trip in a helicopter. Yeah, she weren't impressed with that. Jessica seemed quite excited by it, but then that's hardly saying much. Jessica's excited by everything. Oh, the sun came up again this morning. Oh. Oh, wow, I'm alive. Dad, Dad, I'm in a chopper. Brilliant. And Courtney decides that he wants Jessica to buy him a chopper when she wins. Yeah, there's there's a joke in there somewhere, but I really can't be asked. Get to the chopper. And Jessica says that, I want Lord Sugar as a business partner. Could well happen. Can you imagine her as the winner? I can. That is the strange thing. And, you know, when we started this journey 10 weeks ago, I couldn't see that happening. I couldn't see her getting through week one, to be honest. And now I'm quite quite comfortable with the fact that she may well go on and win it. She's the most oddball potential winner we've ever had. Yeah, definitely the most out there one. She's just so competent. No, and it's like, She's the reverse of so many candidates we've seen over the years who appear on the surface to be really smart, but actually they're just good at winging it and they, and they use the right words. She's the reverse of it. You think she's bonkers, but actually she's really savvy. She's just absolutely cray-cray. Yeah, but in a, in a weird way that she, she really does know what she's doing. It just appears like she's off her head. Uh, so Gronje got harassed by Francis about being a crap pitcher. Well, yeah. But as Shugsy points out, the only successful pitch for Titans was the one without Grania. And Trishna gets shot down by Karen for drinking on the job, basically. Like, oh, we we had the phone in another room. Yeah, that's because you were getting pissed. And and she didn't really mount much of a defence, did she? You know, oh, as the PM, it's your job to hold the phone? Really? Bit of a reach, I think, that one. And don't seem to recall that's in the job description really i think i think it's okay for someone else to have the phone at least have the phone you're getting pissed in the distillery and there's no final bordering because there's only three of them left grania is as we pointed out the only two-time losing pm and courtney is the only two-time winning pm these statistics blow my mind michael that's just not right in what world does that make sense that courtney is a two-time winning pm yeah, not just that. Courtney has one of the best records ever. So clearly he's going to storm onto victory then, because that's definitely the way they've been portraying him all season. About that. Awkward. <laughs> so Francis hasn't explained why she loses so much. Trishna is moody and Grania is useless, but it is Trishna who is fired. Hmm, what do you think? Right call? Well, I remember a heady time, was it one week ago, when somebody said, oh, I think Trishna might be a, bat, uh, a backdoor winner. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that. But at the time, she was sober. See, that's my defence. Had she stayed sober, she'd probably stayed in this week and Gronje would have gone. 
I think that Shugzy probably regretted using his double firing last week. I think Gronya and Trishna both probably should have gone this week. Forgetting rat-arsed and abandoning the task, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a numbers thing. And if he'd have had a spare firing up his sleeve, she would have gone. And I think it might have been quite a close call for him, to be honest, because they both did pretty badly. So he's probably just thinking, who's who am I more likely to get something out of in the interviews? And of the two, yeah, I'd, I would say Gronya just edges it. She's just a slightly better candidate, I think. But they have done interviews with four before. Yeah, they have. Um, but it would be a slight shift from what was now a, a fairly established pattern, I think. Four and six is the the rough ends, basically. So so he can, in theory, have done a double firing. He just chose not to. But I think that Gronya might have a hilariously um, hilariously fun thing on her CV, probably, which might be why they kept her in. Could be. That's what I want. Yeah, I, th- I think anybody who makes it to Final Five either needs to be definitely going to the final or done something stupid in their past that's about to make them look total idiots. And now the pun that I am most proud of. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Next time, the final five face the fatal four. Santa Claus has his naughty list out. And three people are fired. Santa Claus. That is pretty good. <laughs> I was so proud of myself for working that one out. Mainly because Courtney says, oh, it's like, it's like Christmas for Claude. Claude, can I sit on your lap? What have you got in your sack for me? You can come in my chimney any time, Claude. Even in the course of this podcast, Courtney's IQ has dropped by another 50 points. And it didn't have far to go. <laughs> it was only on 60 in the first place. So, yeah, let's not mince our words. It's going to be a an Alana Jessica final two. It certainly is. It'll be fun watching the other three go out next week. There'll be a slight tinge of regret when Francis goes, but it is inevitable. We are heading towards what I think we both agreed is going to be a phenomenal final. So really, if it wasn't for the fact that I loved the interview episode, it would just be a case of let's just get through it and get to the final. So it's a good job they do it that way around, that that's the penultimate episode because it's good fun. If it wasn't, I'd be like, yeah, get on with it already. The question is, though, who will be the fourth placer? I'm leaning towards Courtney getting fifth, but I can't help but think that maybe his superior record puts him out in fourth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure he'll take that into account. I mean, his superior record is obviously going to come back to bite him, because we've seen it mentioned for three weeks on the track now. Yeah, that's going to come up at some point. He's going to try and use it as a defence, probably with Claude. Lord, I won so much. I went on eight of the rewards. Yeah, so Claude's going to say something about you don't have any skills that are useful in this process. He'll come back with, but I won eight out of ten. And it'll be something like, yeah, but that's not because you were any good. And he'll rattle off all the reasons why he managed to win, even though he was rubbish. So, yeah, anything else to say about this episode? No, I, I liked the contestants all getting off their faces. I, I think we could have a, another one of those every few seasons. It would keep me happy. Uh, but no, uh, looking forward to the interviews because interviews rock. And then that's one step closer to our final, which will be great. So thank you for listening to this View from the Black Cat podcast. You can join us next week to recap episode number 11.
If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ Halft over me, Bulls Boy for Anthony. See you next week. Thanks for the opportunity. I believe that's the best concept that we currently have. In- that's why I've made that call. Well, I think you've made the wrong call.